Hello. Hello and welcome to the Woodshed podcast. It's a podcast. That's what I just said, isn't it? That it's a podcast. Oh my gosh, I did it. 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 What did you do? You're asking. Well, I set up the isolation booth. Finally. Finally. All right. So, a uh, couple weeks ago, well, it's been, it'll be a couple weeks after this releases because it was just last weekend, and uh, this is not going to release this weekend. So that's just what it is. Whatever. We're recording. Anyway, um, I set up the isolation booth because the wife wanted to put up Christmas decorations. So many of our Christmas decorations were sitting in the corner of the garage where I had planned on putting up the isolation booth. So... I also worked in the attic and got like a nice situation in the attic for the Christmas decorations to go back to after Christmas is over. So I'm very excited. I want to thank my friend Henry for hooking it up like a tow truck. Henry is the official charter founder of the (laughs) Welcome to the Woodshed podcast. No, he's not. It doesn't matter. Um, Great guy. So shouts out to Henry. Thank you so much. And I'm very excited. I have it built. I'm sitting in it. It sounds cool in my headphones. Do you hear it? Mm. Okay. Well, I've got a I've got a guest coming on from Missouri. So you know what that means. We're practically related. <laughs> We've got a I've got Devin Hames coming to the podcast today via a telephone. So I'm very excited about that. Can't wait to talk to another Missourian. And uh, yeah, we're just going to get into it. So I want to thank the sponsors, of course. I've got some really cool sponsors. Uh, We've got Royal Coffee Roasting with a location in Medford, Oregon, one in Salt Lake City, one in Boise, Idaho, one down in Las Vegas. So good coffee. They've been setting me up with the, uh, lately it's been the Mexican Morning Blend, which is good. It's my favorite. Um, And I've had the Jackpot, which is also good, but I like the Mexican Morning so much better. It's very tasty. Also want to thank Sasha with A Look Design. A Look Design made that new fancy black and yellow logo that I use. And uh, we'll be making hats, embroidered hats, real soon. I'm very happy about that, as you can tell in here. And, um, of course, Ollie's Brooklyn Slices. And uh, got still got to hook up with Mike and get the that dang MacBook figured out. So, yeah, we're going to do that. Um, last but not least, Moxley Media, of course, my employer, a good friend, and a friend of the podcast who has been my uh, the guy who prints all my cool stuff, you know, from T-shirts to hoodies to banners, whatever. Yeah, he does it. He's done a lot. He's done my a couple of hats, you know, Best Northwest stuff, the uh, first iteration of this podcast, Coffee and BS. He's, he did all that stuff. So thank you to Joe. In the meantime, let's get Devin Hames on the podcast. On the podcast. Welcome to the woodshed. Here we go. When I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today, I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play. Play a song for the underdogs and the happy going lucky. Play a song for the Californios and East Kentucky And when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick 
play I go down to the woodshed Where I would do is pick and play Devin Hames, welcome to the woodshed. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Man, I am from Missouri, so I don't believe a thing I hear. <laughs> I've heard that line before. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know, uh, we've discussed me also being from Missouri. Um, people don't know what, what it means, like the show me state thing. They don't understand it. And I, there, right. there's a t-shirt company based out of Iowa, Davenport, Iowa, that made a shirt that says, I'm from Missouri, you've got to show me. So I'll send you the link to that shirt a little bit later, maybe tomorrow. Um, great. Those guys make, they also make one I own. I, I, I actually own that other shirt, but I, the, my favorite one from them that I wear more um, because I'm bigger now, so I need a bigger shirt. <laughs> the one that I'm wearing now, and I'll wear it later because I'm currently in the garage in my isolation booth. But by the way, side note, You'll be the first guest I record in my new isolation booth. So there you go. Oh, sweet. Yeah, thanks sweet. for I'm th honored. Thanks for being my first, Devin. <laughs> well, I can't uh, thank you enough. Well, anyway, um, it says Missouri, the Midwest of the South. There or the South yeah. the South of the Midwest. Sorry, the South of the Midwest. That's what they say. That's what they say. Uh, also, a couple of friends of mine that live here in Oregon that do music. They're called uh, Brothers Reed. Um, they're from more like in the St. Louis area, and the, the okay the guy that I know the most, his name is Aaron. He hates that shirt. Hates. <laughs> I it. bet he does. I, he hates it. I'll send you their music later, but they're yeah, send it to me. They're good stuff. All right, so let's start the podcast, Devin. And 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 before we get to the first question, I just want to thank you, knowing that we're you know we're two hours apart, so I know it's a little bit later for you. So thanks for carving out some time for me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, no yeah. problem at all. We're gonna be best friends. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. First question. Missouri or Missouri? Well, I grew up here in it. Excuse me. I grew up here in it, Missouri. Um, but I kind of figured out my own type of slang. And Do I it. stuck with Missouri when I heard it. So okay. it's nothing special. It's just what I heard in school compared to what my grandparents called it. What'd your grandparents call it? Missouri. Oh, what did they call it in school? Missouri? Missouri, yeah. I like to say some people actually call it mis uh, misery. Yeah, because they, they hate it here so bad. But I've, I've come to, I've never really had a bad thought about Missouri. Tell you the truth, people out here think I'm obsessed with my home, uh, which is fine. You, you'll you'll almost never catch me not wearing my Kansas City Royals hat. Oh, I hear. I bet they really get irritated about that. They don't really care. The Royals are bad, you know. Like they, there's a lot of folk. There's a lot of folk around here that get mad if you wear a. Uh, Casey hat, not a Cardinals hat. Oh yeah, well Cardinals, you know they have really entertained about that. It's like Kansas City and then the rest of the state, right? You know, <clears throat> exactly. It, out here, out here, it's like, are you really a Royals fan? <laughs> because it's Giants, A's, uh, Dodgers, Mariners out here. That's oh, the, yep. those are the teams that most people like. Um, and obviously everyone, you know, wants to team up with the Yankees, but they've never been there. So, <laughs> you know, we don't talk about that, but I, uh, my grandpa's a big Yankees fan, so I've always grew up to be a Yankees fan myself. Okay. Well, at least you're Nothing. closer. Yeah, I guess that's true. Out here. The, Somewhat I, like that. It feels like forever away, but. <laughs> 
You ever been up, uh, been to a Yankees game in, in New York City? No, I've never even touched ground in New York at all. <clears throat> Closest I've ever been to New York had, had has to have been like DC, and that's man, that was like 1985. I was uh, 14, so that's oh, been wow. been a while. But anyhow, hey man, how did you um, how did you first get your start playing music? Oh man, uh, oh I uh, I remember I got bored one day. I had nothing to do that day, and uh, my grandma bought me a 10 cent guitar back at a garage sale when I was like nine or so and I tried to play it and as a kid I just didn't care didn't care at all I wanted to go play outside and anyways one day I got real bored and uh I remember sitting there and going so I called my grandma and asked her if she still had the guitar and yeah it was still in the case right where I left it that day and anyways took it home picked it up and started playing I Obviously, every person who wants to start playing guitar is going to go straight to Google or YouTube, and that's what I did. I tried to learn G, tried to learn C, and tried to learn D, because that's what everybody was telling me to learn on YouTube and all that. Now, chords that I learned to play first was E minor and A minor, because they're just one, it's two fingers and three fingers, and then just started kind of uh, writing a song with E minor and A minor, and that song I'll, I'll never put out, because it's is awful to me and uh the first song i ever wrote was a song for my grandpa and uh so i took it over to them to listen to it and by this time they didn't really have any idea that i was even really still playing the guitar but uh when my grandpa asked me to play it again i knew i was on to something so i said okay well if he likes it that's really all that really matters to me because whatever he likes is what i try to stay around the line and playing and uh and, and writing and singing and anyways i said well all right, i'll just i'll just go home and see how many songs i can write and over time i was able to put together a small little album and uh actually i started writing music and recording it before i even had a show and then uh I had a show in Pittsburgh, Kansas. That was my very first show ever. And uh, the, it's, it's, it was the craziest thing. Was, this is how I thought shows were always going to be. So I'm sitting there singing the song. In the middle of a song, uh, these guys come out. It's a rugby party. And it's it's kind of like a private party. But it's this rugby party. And they all come out in dresses. And... Uh, playing this loud super music that's blaring over my sound and i'm thinking man I, you know i just kind of figured this is uh, how it's going to go so the next show i had went a whole lot better than that and uh and really the, the rest is absolutely all history after that i just fell in love with it and decided well this is probably what i'm i'm gonna waste my time on and do for the rest of my life i wouldn't call it wasting my time but i've I put in some time on this stuff. What's your age, Devin? I'm 26 years old. Damn, I'm I'm twice your age. Oh, really? Definitely <laughs> sounded. <laughs> it's it's the gift and the curse. Anyway, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's funny because I'll be on the phone with somebody and then we'll meet. Cause I'm a sales guy, 
And uh, then when I show up to, to meet with them in their office, they're like, oh, uh, I, man, you sound so <laughs> much younger than I thought you were. <laughs> like, That's awesome. Though. That's it's awesome. pretty good. Um, when, did, when did you start like recording material and, and putting it out? Oh, man. Uh, I'd say probably 2021. I can't remember the date that song came out. Uh, I know it was in January. January of 21 is when no it was january 22 no when last year no way i think i read on your website that origin story came out in 21 okay then it was 21 then there it is look at that i know (laughs) you know more than i do (laughs) i'm gonna just start answering all the questions for you devin there you go job for me (laughs) good stuff (laughs) um anyone did anyone around you tell you hey man don't don't pursue a career in music. Um, to be honest, all the people around me that I know have my back and they've always been so supportive and, uh, they've been at every show that they could possibly make, you know, the, the further ones, I understand that. But other than that, um, there's been a few people like the guy, uh, just, I mean, there's been, there's always going to be a few people, but or as far as I can say, my loved ones and the ones I keep around me, they've always, they, they make me want to make music. That's powerful stuff, man. I'm writing it more so for them. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, uh, asked that same question. Uh, you're familiar with Tyler Childers, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I interviewed his bassist and I asked him that same question and he said like everybody. <laughs> so it's been, <laughs> like, I've been, I've been super lucky. I haven't had the real bad times yet. I'd say a little backstory for me, not really a story, but kind of a little, uh, a, a little bit of knowledge about me is I've been a DJ and, um, years ago in, in the nineties, I DJed a country bar here in, in this part of Oregon that was really oh, cool. popular. It was, it was freaking packed every weekend, uh, everybody knew rock and rodeo. It was a lot of fun and kind of, it really put me into like, I, I did radio after that. I've, I'm i uh, like an event DJ. I do weddings and such. Well, well you've lived. Huh? So you've lived. Yeah. It's been a bit. So I, <laughs> my, my dad at, at, when I first started rock and rodeo, he lived in Colorado still. I moved here in 88 mm-hmm. from Colorado and I actually moved back to Kansas city and then back here to Oregon and uh, it was like 93, my dad came out with my stepmother, and they hung out like almost the entire night until 2 in the morning. And then my, oh my dad gosh. leans into the DJ booth, and he goes, you're on to something. And that was like the coolest thing that I've ever awesome. <laughs> It was such a good thing. But, um, hey, you know, so you're out there playing. You know, you're, you're doing gigs. So describe for me your perfect gig. My perfect gig. Uh, uh, I want all the guys. I don't want to do a solo gig. I hate it when I have to do solo gigs because I just, I'm in it. But I love it when the guys can feel the music. So give me, give me all my, all the guys behind me. Give me the band and. Um, I love it, and obviously this is part, you've heard this before. But when the crowd is, when it's a music venue. And you're there to play music and the people are there to listen to music instead of a restaurant that you're there to have be background noise. So make it a, make it a venue. Mm. It's, it's strictly music. 
and uh, the people are responsive. They hear you, and um, you know, uh, just let me sing all my songs. I hate doing covers. Mm. And uh, if I can just have that, I'd be the happiest man alive. I mean, they're not just 15, just have just 15 people in the room. That's fine. Man. That's good. As long as I can, I can, as long as I can feel their energy from my energy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Being man, being a DJ, it's all about energy. Uh, it's, you know, I don't play music. I play songs. Um, right. but, but you can tell when people aren't into it and you can tell when they are into oh, it. Oh, for sure. And it yeah. can completely kill you on the on stage when you're just sitting there and singing your songs and, or just any type of song and you're just playing and you're just kind of playing for a paycheck. And I, when it comes to that, I hate that. I, I really do hate just playing to play instead of playing to for people that hear you. I want to be heard. We, we have a... We live in we live in a not really a big area. The whole county is like two hundred twenty five thousand people, so it's not Medford's not a very big place. Um, but our our it's a lot bigger than here. Oh yeah, well yeah, I know. There's a million little tiny towns in Missouri, and I, I tell people about it all the time. Like you got you got Kansas City, you got St. Louis, you got Joplin, you got Branson, yep. you know Independence, which is Kansas City, Springfield. Right. But then you've got you know little tiny. There's an Oregon in Missouri. I've seen, I've heard of that. There's a Mexico in Missouri. I have not heard of that one. That's, um, that's beyond me. It's so Trump built a wall around it. That's why you don't know about. It. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's <laughs> jokes. Um, and then there's uh, my favorite names in Missouri are peculiar. And, oh, we just had a show there. Okay, yeah, I've never been there. And then Tightwad, Missouri. I know. I had a show there. I played there. You can't play in Tightwad, man, because I know that tips are low there. Oh, I believe it. You know what I'm saying? It sounds, it sounds like it. Well, anyway, I uh, <laughs> knowing now that your perfect gig, you've got to have all your players. Um, I, yep. I was going to ask you to fly out here and play my birthday solo, so now I can't. So anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's out of the window. Oh, <laughs> uh, All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into the first song. Um, you sent to me beer drinking song. So tell me where that yes. came from, and then we'll play it. All right. Uh, I had a buddy that uh, was going through some heartache. And I mean, he would show up at my my door. This is back in the summer, so we had we we weren't we weren't working too hard. Anyways, he'd show up at my door about eight a.m. and I swear I locked that door every night just for the whole reason of him sneaking in. And he'd pick my lock somehow, and I'd be in there sleeping. He'd throw beer on my chest, and <laughs> he'd be like, uh, "You ready to go?" I said, "Where are we going?" And he wanted to start day drinking all day, and. Anyways, I remember his mom would always call him. He'd hang up, and she'd call him like 12 times, 12 times, just keep on calling him. Every now and again, he'd finally answer, and you could just hear the conversation because he can barely hear. He's my age, but he can't barely hear. Mm. And his phone is so loud, I can hear his mom yelling at him and, and telling him uh, he needs to get home, and she's worried about him. And uh, anyways, I remember sitting there, and thank you. I was like, man, this is a perfect story for a song. And I said, I got to make it where people don't think I'm talking about me, which I didn't end up doing that. It sounds like I'm talking about myself. <laughs> if you're ever at a concert or a gig or whatever, uh, I make sure to shout him out for that song. But that's where that song originated from. It came from my buddy. He uh, he lived the song I sell. 
All right, well, let's play beer drinking song. Well, the last few right. beers were good. We're probably upset my mother. But I'm getting over you. So I'm gonna have another. I only came to town for one. And who knows when I'll be done. Because the night is just begun. And the beer is still young. Well, I'm getting over you. We're going to town. Gonna have another round. It's times like this. You get me pissed. I try like hell to be the man of this town. Devin, tell tell me what your fans are like. My fans are they're exactly who I wanted. They're rowdy and uh they do like to drink beer, that's for certain. And um kind of like I explained it, they're like they're there to hear me. Mm. The people who show up to this because I'm playing there, they're there to listen to me play and sing songs that they want to hear and they're uh, they're important to me. That's how they are. They're important to me. I was. I, it's so funny because before we played beer drinking song, I started to talk about something that got sidetracked. So 
Jackson County where I live. Um, okay. We have we have a you know the the county fair. Um, mm-hmm. A few years ago, after Tennessee whiskey, uh, Chris Stapleton played our county fair. Oh man! I I didn't get to go because I was probably DJing a wedding. <laughs> Um, but a buddy of mine went, I was like, dude, what was it like? He goes, it was so disappointing. And I'm like, oh man, that's too bad. He goes, no, Chris was great. People were just talking and talking and talking Uh, and talking. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'd have been so mad. Yeah. And I guess he didn't say anything. He didn't, he didn't rag on people, but he championed through it. But man, I would have been mad if I, if I'm sitting there watching this guy or anybody for that matter. And they're just blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, Hey, you know what? Um, how do you know when you've got the crowd at your shows in the palm of your hand? I think the energy switches from when you first get on there to when that moment when you have them, like normally it's when I have them in about right in the middle of the second set. Uh, obviously the the drinks have kicked in, I'm, I'm assuming. And, but, uh, you just kind of feel the energy switch to the music instead of, I've, Instead of like the uh, haven't seen you in a while conversations and people start listening, but what really puts the nail on the head for me is when after I get done doing one of my songs, uh, I notice the whole crowd or whoever's in the crowd, a few people even in the crowd, starts singing the whole song. And then when you get the reaction from the people who was singing it, all the other folks start clapping and you just kind of feel the room switch to the guys playing music and they're just, it's hard to, it really is hard to explain. It's just, cause I've never done like the big stuff where uh, they've paid big money to see, you know, so it's a little different, but when you do it and they're there just to see it, you just kind of feel them. You feel that, that void that was sitting in front of you just become vacant. And then there are people right there in front of you. Hmm. When I do a gig, when I'm DJing, I know when I've got them because I'll tell them to do something and they do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I've done that some somewhere in my days of playing. I'm sure I've got some people to do some stupid stuff. I, nothing that I can seriously remember. With the Rock and Rodeo place really gave me this confidence that I don't think I'd have if I didn't work there. And... I would have people doing the dumbest stuff. Like I would, I'd be like, Hey, who's got a fresh beer in their hand? And then like a couple of guys would raise their hand. Like, all right, get out here on the dance floor. I'd clear the entire dance floor, turn off the lights. And I'd break out a box of lucky charms and pour it into a bowl and make Mm. them lay belly down on the, on the dance floor, pour their beer in it and then eat it. (laughs) Oh my God. And people would do it. People would do it. And then one guy who had like a, crazy good mullet like still rocking it in the mid 90s he let me shave his head on the dance floor for 50 bucks wow that's when i know that i don't get to do that i don't get to do that at weddings (laughs) so i'm sure you can find the right person i got a few buddies that would do that right now all right hey man i'll drink in their hand i'll drive yeah there you go i'll drive out to missouri and dj that wedding um there you go not afraid to do that i'm not afraid to do that but it might be expensive how uh How did it feel, man, when you when you opened up that box and and held your your first copy of Origin Story, that first album you released in twenty twenty one? That was that was well. For one, you know, I wasn't ever expecting to ever really 
in my whole entire growing up, I never expected to write music and have an album out. So when that album uh, came out, I really, it didn't hit me until like, when I started writing my next album and how thankful I had that album out really. Cause it kind of just felt like it was there when I did it and like, what am I going to do now? Mm. And then, so when I got to doing my next album, that's when I was like, man, I'd love to have this album done. Like I have origins or origin story done right now. And so it really, I was, it was good to get, it really, it was good to get it out of the way. If it's, if that sounds bad, I hope not, but it was really like a good, it was a learning experience for sure. And it was good to just get past it. Can you tell me a story of like doors that started opening for you when you released origin story? Um, so I'm sitting here and just letting the song spin. People are messaging me, telling me they like the songs, which I love that. I mean, I like to, obviously everyone likes a good, they want to hear how their songs doing. And, um, more people started reaching out because obviously it's on platforms that people can see and being a small town guy, people can't believe it that, Oh, you're, a you're on Spotify or Apple music. They just can't believe it, which it is. It is crazy to see that. And still to this day, it is cool. But, um, I had a radio station in Arkansas. Uh, we got a hold of them and they, they've been great. They actually, uh, I remember the first song was, uh, where's the water when it was what went on there. And when that song started spinning on the radio station, things really started picking up. I started getting a bigger fan base and, uh, you know, I thought, Oh, this is, you know, we're going off the roller coaster and then things kind of slowed down. And the craziest thing happened. Uh, I got this call from a, uh, well, actually I started getting emails from a and R guys about um i don't know about signing record deals but the last the first the last phone call i had was about it was something close or near to signing a record label and uh that was one of the highlights of my uh singing so far but also one of my biggest downfalls it feels like mm. why is but it a downfall thing, well it ended up not working out for us uh, mm. we just kind of everything went south um, I had some things happen. Uh, they, I got taken off everything. And, uh, so I did that song, Jersey giant that Tyler Childers wrote. And I did the, uh, the cover license. I did it twice. Cause I put it one for a single and then one for the album. I did it twice. And then one day I had noticed, uh, I got this, I get this, uh, my, all my music gets taken off oh. and I finally figure out that all my, uh, that I didn't have the rights to that song. Well, what saved me was, uh, I had the cover license to back up that I was given the opportunity. I was given the, uh, go, go ahead to play those songs and, uh, platform. And it took a few months. It really didn't. I, you know, I'm in the dark. They don't tell me anything. And I just figured, you know, well, this is where it kind of got good for me because I said, well, if they're not going to let me have my old songs, I'll just write some new songs. And that is where other songs started coming out. And it's actually where 
some of my I started doing singles because I wanted to start, you know, I had to start over. And uh, that helped me keep on going. I really, you know, I didn't ever slow down. It actually sped me up and wanted me to keep on going just to kind of spit in their eyes saying, well, you're going to make me do this. I'm going to do it this way then. I want to give you a little saged advice, if you will. And I say Absolutely. this, I say this lightly because I don't know everything anymore, but I've, I've been around, <laughs> um, couple couple things that are important first thing if you if you get a call from sony records or anyone like me you know anyone big and major get yourself a lawyer um take them with you to 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 read the contract um understand that what they're giving you is a loan it's a bank loan basically it's a a terrible okay cool what they're they're giving you a lot of money right up front, but they expect you to press five records. So what happens is right. they, you press that first record, you get huge push from the label, huge, and you're gonna blow up. Uh, it's gonna be amazing. The second record, yeah, they might push it a little bit. You know, like it, it's <laughs> tough, man. It starts to become tough. Um, however, there's the you know there's Tim McGraw, right? Like there's. Mm-hmm. You, George Strait, there's Garth Brooks. These guys started with one record, and you know, then the second record, you know, did just as well. But there's right. a million people, a million people, and that might be a really small number, that have signed a record deal for five records, and they press one, and the second one's a huge flop. Um, yeah. And that's nothing to do with them. Their music's still great, but there's just no support anymore. The other side is. If you can retain ownership of your masters, it's going to be the best oh, wow. thing you can do for yourself. Um, so own your masters as long as you can. And like, absolutely, like, look at Bruce Springsteen. I mean, he's had this tremendous career, and and he just sold his masters for a lot of money, which wow, he, doesn't, he doesn't need it anymore. Yeah, you know, to and, me, really, the end goal too, though. Uh, not to interrupt you. No, oh, that's fine. Nope. The end goal, if I could get something rolling and be a uh, um, a soul artist by myself and just keep doing the way we're doing things and maybe hit a, get a song that hits real well. I'd be the happiest man in the world. You know, and I, that's like what you're saying, the push from the, uh, record labels. I bet it's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it really is incredible, but if I could just do it myself, that'd be, you know, independent. I could, that'd be much, much, uh, more relaxing for me because I know that stuff gets crazy. Well, I'm done giving you my my big brother speech. <laughs> well, I appreciate you for sure. Um, so I'll, I'll let you know that um, when I when I start finding people to interview, I'll start mm-hmm. to listen to their music and kind of get a feel for who they are, what they what they sing, uh, the sound, you know, the type. Yep. Um, so. When I first located you, I can't even remember, and it wasn't that long ago. I hit you up pretty much immediately. Um, That's awesome. But I don't remember exactly how. Sometimes, it, usually, I'm just tripping over things on YouTube, right? Like yeah. the algorithm just places something in front of me. Well, anyway, I I find you. I don't remember the song, and then I email you, and you're like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it. All right, great, cool." And then I start taking dives on your songs. Um, so I open up Spotify and they don't sponsor the podcast, but they're cool. And, (laughs) um, I open up Spotify, I type in your name and boom, there you are. I follow you on Spotify 
And I just hit shuffle and play, and then like four songs deep, I'm like, oh shoot, I just found my theme song. I <laughs> I just found my song. Guess which one it is. Oh man. Uh come on, man. I'm from Missouri. Is it, is it show me? It's show me. It's show me. Sweet. <laughs> so I <laughs> That's awesome. I uh I I'll send you the screenshot. I it's my stepmom listens, so I'm going to respect her. But anyway, <laughs> I'll send you the <laughs> screenshot. It's really funny. Um, but I sent a picture, or I sent a link to uh, uh, show me to a buddy of mine in Vegas, and uh, usually he knows what's up. Like he knows when I send him a song, he's like, "Oh, are you getting this guy on the podcast?" <laughs> like he just knows. And <laughs> this is the first time where he didn't say that. So when I send you the oh. when I send you the picture, you're going to laugh. Anyway, um, so yeah, show me. And, um, you know, being from Missouri myself, you're a Missourian like me, uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's definitely like, you know, we're, we're practically related. So let's talk about Absolutely. Show Me. <laughs> let's talk about <clears throat> Show Me. Where'd that come from? Okay, Show Me was, uh, well, I, they don't have them anymore, but I remember growing up, there was always a bluebird and uh, it, the saying at the top of the license plate always said, Show Me. Mm-hmm. And I always got the, you know, they're saying ran through my head. I was driving home from on the highway and I, I was like, you're going to have to show. I said, I'm from Missouri, so you're going to have to show me. <laughs> anyway, like, well, you know what? You know, since I am from Missouri, I might as well, I might as well write a song about it. Cause I mean, I do have another song called Missouri, but I feel like this one is a little bit cooler. Cause it, I don't really, I don't really have to say anything about Missouri, but I get the point across about it being about Missouri, but. Um, yeah, so anyways, I put some, I put some words together in a, a course that I thought was good and, uh, it came with show me and, um, now we have something called bicentennial on our license plates. I have no idea. I, I know it's probably something that I should know and I should have learned, but, um, 200 years. I just remember the, oh, Missouri's old, man. It's old. <laughs> there we go. It's and an old one. I'll tell people. Um, I'll tell people that Oregon is the other Missouri. <laughs> I believe it. Anyhow, well, let's get into the song. Let's play. Show me. All right, let's do it. Well, I'm from Missouri, so I don't believe a thing I hear. Yeah, you gotta show. It'll go in and out my And I've heard some crazy stories That came to come true Because they showed me I ain't here to brag Cause there's some open-minded folk And they will listen Till that story becomes a joke No, there ain't no sense in getting mad when all you had to do was show You gotta show me, otherwise it ain't true Yeah, you gotta show me that it's something you can do
Devin, man, you feel like a, a very heartfelt dude. So I want to ask you this question. Um, tell me about three influential people in your life and how they have impacted you. The first one that comes to mind every time I'm ever asked that question is my grandpa. Mm. Uh, I've watched that man as a little boy take care of however many people we have in our family. I've watched him do everything in his power that he could do to make sure everything and everyone was happy and safe and uh he always he and even to this day he's so powerful to me he's he's untouchable mm. and i've never in my days you know that was and still he's my hero that's that's my guy mm. and uh i just and i always want i want to be like him and he was always so so there for you and his heart was always in the right place with everything he did. Honest. He was always honest. Hmm. Or he is honest. He's, he's, he's still kicking. Thank God. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, and just, he was just, he's, 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 he's everything to me. He really is. And, uh, but I could go on about him for hours, but, uh, the second person would have to be my, um, of course, my mother. Mm. She's uh, she's my rock. You know, every, if there's anything in this world that I couldn't get, she'd be the one to get it for me. Um, you know, they always say a mom's love is unconditional. I mean, that's a fact. She, <laughs> yes. she could, uh, she would do. I mean, I know she. Uh, I just, it's, it's hard to explain the thing. I know because what she, she, she just, she's treated me how I needed to be treated at times. And she's also taking care of me when I needed to be taken care of and loved and everything. She just, that's my rock. She, my mom is my rock and she's, uh, she's always going to be there for me. Even if she's mad at me and doesn't want to be, I know she's going to do what she's got to do. And, uh, you know, that's every man's first love. That's their mom, you know, and just, she's, she's, She's just there, and that's my that's the best thing for me. But um, my third one, can I give you uh, my third one? Okay, my third one. Um, that's another easy one. Uh, the third one would be my grandma, mm. and um, she is the backbone to the whole Hames family. She is the. Uh, She's the one that my grandpa would take care of business, but she was the one taking care of the stuff that he didn't know about. She is the one that, um, she's a good time. I can tell you that. And she's always, always, always treated me like a mother too. 
and that's just something a little boy growing up, you know. You know what it is it's about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> what it is about grandparents is they don't have to kick your ass, but they can. No, they don't. Oh, I got, I got me. Good. <laughs> I've got me plenty from them. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. <sighs> so my my grandpa Hinman, they're my half of my family's from Western Nebraska. The other half's Kansas okay. City, and it's both sides. So Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, gotcha. Grandpa Hinman, uh, my dad's dad, was. The kind of guy that everybody knew, right? And everybody right. knew in a good way. He's super. He was super funny and really outgoing. Uh, he he sold tractor parts in a, in a farming community, so he he easily could have been the mayor of Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. That would have been <laughs> that would have been easy. And my mom, my mom like loves my grandfather. My mom and dad haven't been married since I was like three or four. But uh, uh-huh. my mom, my mom says you're like your your grandpa Herb. You're exactly him. You're you're totally him. Oh, that's awesome. It's <laughs> pretty cool. It makes a man feel good right there. My grandpa Martin, Kansas City grandpa. He uh, the the thing that I remember. Not, it's not the thing, but something that sticks out in my mind right now is that everyone was honey. Oh yeah. Didn't, you know, like in the family, like oh come over here, honey. You know, he was that was that yep. was his thing. My grandpa Rose is my uh, my stepmother's dad. And gotcha. uh, Grandpa Rose, you know they're all they're all from World War II era. You know these are all dudes that oh, have yeah. been there and done that. But when I was like, uh, I think I was five or six, we came out to Oregon. What my stepmom is from Oregon, and we came out to Oregon was my first trip, or it might have been like my first or second trip. I don't remember what year it was. It was either 1976 or 1981. And I have a cousin Larry who's closer to my age, and I, I we put up my pup tent. We we're going to camp in Grandpa's backyard. And so my grandpa, um, we go off and, and start collecting blackberries. Um, uh-huh. And we, we bring them back to the house. And it, it, we, the only thing I had to put them in was the tent that my, or the bag that my tent came in. And my, my tent was mm-hmm. orange. The bag is nice. orange. So the blackberry turned it, you know, blackberry color. <laughs> and, oh, I get that. I can see that. You know, it was like tie dyed. But anyway, um, <laughs> we, uh, we go up, we, we go about our business. And then. <laughs> Larry and I, my cousin, decide to climb into the tent. You know, it's still afternoon, still sunny out, and I open up the tent, and there's this snake in the tent. Oh, man. Okay, so we freak out. We run in the house. You know, mind you, I'm like five or six or seven, you know, whatever, somewhere in there. And I run, Grandpa, Grandpa, there's a snake in my tent. And he's like, oh, no, okay, I'll be right back. And we go out to the backyard. We go into the, you know, we go to the tent. He unzips it, and he goes, whatever you do. Whatever happens in here, do not open this tent. And he shuts the, he zips it shut, and then there's all this ruckus in the tent, and he's oh yelling gosh. and screaming, and he's like, he comes out. <laughs> it, was, it was an inflatable decoy. <laughs> oh, really pulled your leg on that. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. And that's what grandpas do. So, anyway, yeah, that's awesome. Um, last big question. Would be how would the people closest to you describe you? Hmm. Oh, I haven't even thought about that. I definitely I know the first word that came to my mind was stubborn. Mm. I'd I'd be super stubborn. That's that Missouri mule, uh, man. Come on. Yeah, I guess hey. it's true. <laughs> um, they definitely say I'm a homebody. I love being. I, I do like being home. When I get home, that's that's my that's my place. Um. You know, they, I know they know I care about them, so they definitely say I'm caring. Mm. 
and uh, not to toot my own horn, but I know they, they I know they know I'm funny. I'm super funny, so they'd have to go with that. Okay, we Those could four. we could kick it. That'd be easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the the last questions are kind of serious, and I need to know if you're seated and safe. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. Seated even. All right. I hope you're ready. All right. Go ahead. So this is kind of this is a tough one, but how do you eat string cheese, man? Do you just bite into it like a <laughs> untamed animal, or do you pull apart? <laughs> oh, it depends on the day, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's go with if it's uh if I'm sitting at the house relaxing I'm gonna pull that thing mm. for sure. Okay. If I'm uh out and about for a quick snack like if I'm in the truck going somewhere I'm just gonna eat it. I'm just gonna eat it like a rabid animal. Hey, I think there's a time and a place. You know, I, it's funny. Absolutely. That question comes from personal experience. So my wife who likes you know she likes wine she likes nice things and you yeah, know yeah. she doesn't like to camp you know she likes like hotels and like. You know, I'm like, I could camp, you know, I'm from the country, but I'm from the city too. Gotcha. So I can also do city stuff. You can well, do both. I can do I, whatever. I'm fine. I'm adaptable. But one time she's like, why do you eat cheese, your string cheese like that? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's just cheese. She's like, no, you got to pull it apart. I'm like, I don't, whatever. You're crazy lady. And so <laughs> the next time I I did, I pulled it apart and I was like, wait a minute, game changer. This tastes so yeah. much better. <laughs> so, um, all right. The next one. Also, a kind of a hard one to ask, but where are you with wet socks? Is it like a zero or is it a hell nah? Oh, it's a hell nah. No okay. way. Yeah. I could never. It's rough. Look, man, if I get out of the shower and dry off and do my thing and then I put on my socks and step into a tiny puddle of water that I might have left, if their socks are dead to me, they're miserable. Yeah, we're moving miserable. on. We're moving on. Yeah, that is miserable. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm, I'm, I actually had just one more question, but I think I'm going to ask you two because they're kind of my signature. But um, the next one is, like, why uh, why is pineapple the best thing to put on a pizza? That's a question for me to answer. Yeah. I cannot stand pineapple on pizza. <laughs> finally. Finally, the guy I that doesn't like... <laughs> Sorry. Um, I will... If I'm, if I'm, if I'm starving, I, I mean this, if I'm starving... And there's some leftover pizza in there, and I see pineapple pizza. I'm I'm gonna keep starving. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. You're you're the one person I asked that to that didn't be like, okay, that's the best thing you can do with pizza is put pineapple on. You're the one. I'm not even kidding. You're the one guy. So, really? Yep. Congratulations to you for being the one wow. guy. I I oh, I like I'm it. Glad to be that guy. All right. Last question. Um. Who is your favorite pop artist, and why is it Taylor Swift? My favorite pop artist. <laughs> you don't have to. Uh, you you have know, to. hey, I'll tell you this. Right. I'll tell you this. I'm ready She's for it. She's a very talented, smart woman. Mm. If I was to really be the biggest fan, I would be because of that, and that was the only reason only. I've known there's a lot of Swifties here in Missouri. Of so. course. now Because she's dating Travis Kelsey. Oh, especially now, yeah. His <laughs> jersey sales are out of the roof. You know, it's funny is my my mom um, cannot stand the whole story with with Kelsey and and, and Swift, and we're all. Oh, I like, believe it. My dad doesn't care about Kansas City Chiefs. He's he doesn't care. He's a Broncos fan. You know, Western Nebraska Ooh. kind of. They align with the Broncos. Um, all the all of the family in Kansas City obviously are Chiefs oh, of fans. Of course, yeah, obviously. So my mom it's my, going against the grain if you're not. I mean, you know, it's we're fighting next week, so get ready. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. that's a fact. 
Anyway, well, hey, Devin, where can my audience connect with you? Uh, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube, obviously. I got music videos on YouTube you can check out. Um, you can literally find all my music on YouTube. So if you want to check it out there, be my guest. But um, iTunes, Apple Radio, I'm on all the streaming platforms. You can find me there. Social media? Um, yeah, social media is just my name, Devin Haynes, and you'll it will pop up, and you will see me there. Well, TikTok, look, I got a TikTok as oh, well. So. Okay, got to have TikTok to keep up with the kiddos. Oh, if you don't have a TikTok now, you're not you're, you're not, not him. You're not him. <laughs> Devin, I really appreciate it. Thank you for spending this time with me. I know it's about to be nine o'clock for you, so thanks so much, man. Sorry, have man. have a good night and uh, stay in touch, bro. Okay. Well, thank you for having me and. Um, yeah, man, I had a great time. Thank you so much. We'll do it again. Take care. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. I got kind of country there for a second. I got kind of Missouri back in there. Uh, anyway, man, what a great time. That that guy is just, you could just feel it, you know. Um, but please, you know, get to his social media. I'll throw the links up in the show notes. Get to his social media. Let him know he's good. Um, the guy's doing great music. I really liked it. So uh, thank you so much to Devin Hames, and that's H-A-M-E-S. Uh, of course, the links will you know make it easy, so just click the links in the show notes on whatever you're listening, uh, be it Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, you know, everywhere that you get podcasts, that's where you can find this one. So obviously, if you're listening, you're, somewhere, you're getting it from somewhere. Um, want to thank the sponsors one more time. Of course, it's uh, Royal Coffee Roasting and A Look Design, Moxley Media, and Ollie's Brooklyn Slices, which I, they, they're getting really close to opening their, their like uh, brick-and-mortar sit-down restaurant, so I'm very excited about that. Um, the food truck is alive and well and kicking over by the, uh, the Royal Coffee Roasting location on Biddle Road in Medford. And, uh, yeah, so, anyway, thank you to those guys, the sponsors of the podcast, and thank you to you. I'm going to ask you, like I always do, to do the ratings and reviews, share it to your friends, share it to your mom's friends, whoever you got to share it to, just share it. Just do the thing with the stuff. I'll catch you next week. Goodbye.